Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I want to thank my sponsors, Topps, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So here's uh, an episode for your listening enjoyment. I don't think I've ever sold a vintage BVG set. Not sure they're out there. If I were in charge, that would give me a lot of heartburn because that's happening a lot for PSA. Yeah. Yeah. And I've sold SGC complete sets that are vintage. You're killing me here. You're killing me. <laughs> no, we're having an open conversation. No, no, no. If I were in charge, I would be doing different things. And like I said, I try to give input, but I, I'm more of an autocrat. <laughs> Listen, your voice has social influence in the industry and you're still very relevant. People care what you think. And you're one of the godfathers of the industry in terms of anybody who went to a card show in 1980, they were all carrying the same exact catalog around. And that was it. With your Jordans, did you decide what you want to do? I would like to review the 30 and see if I can get one. And if that means I have to fly to Dallas, I'll do it. And if that means I can just do it at the National, that's easier and better for me. But I want to have them at the National. So I don't want them to disappear for three or four days. I want to make sure it's done in a timely manner. Otherwise, I'd rather do it in Dallas beforehand. But I'll tell you one thing, if I display a black label Jordan ever, you know. No, I'm with you. It, I know, but not, I, not a black label, a, a BGS 10. I always say black label. I meant BGS 10 so, Jordan. I'm just saying, I am hoping it's the company that I had back in the day. We, we have to be dispassionate. <laughs> we can be rooting for you silently, but the card has to stand on its own merits. Even if you've got 300 of them, Rick, they yeah. have to meet the standard. And it's basically the four subgrades. And well, I also look at it this way. You have a doctorate in mathematics? Statistics, but yeah. Statistics. Okay, so even better. At the time when Becky gave out the last BGS 10, 10 years ago, how many Jordan 10s were there? I would bet there was less than 100 at that time. So if the ratio was 7 to, we'll call it 100, there should be some more out of the 300, one would think. Out of the 30, you have 30. Just speaking from a statistical standpoint. I, again, but you don't have a random sample. If you've picked out the better ones, I'm pulling for you. If, if you had a bell curve, a normal distribution of PSA 10s, the better ones would qualify for BGS 10s. By the way, my friend is local. He has 20. So 50 of the 300 plus are basically two people. I'm not sure if there's anybody else who has more than we do. It's possible. Again, there's more cards out there than people think. But the Do you know anything from when I said to you before that one guy had at least four or five of the seven BGS 10s? You smiled. Do you know where they are? No, I don't even want to know. But again, if this was 10 years ago, Rick, they would have been way less than half what they are now, maybe one fourth, one fifth, probably more than one tenth. And the differential now is more understood, especially if you're saying it's been 10 years since one's come out, whatever that grading premium for a BGS 10 seemingly would be increased. Yes. If you get two or three tens and your buddy with the 20 gets one or two, it's not going to crush. That changes everything. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think that would ever happen where they're going to just be like, Oh, here's 30. Okay. Here's three tens. And you're telling me you, there might be a bunch that would in theory, 10, 10, nine, five, nine, five, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think those are tens though. But are you positive if each of your 30 cards has some, recognizable, identifiable 
slight imperfection to keep it from being a black tent. I probably could go through every card, which I haven't done. That's what they're going to do. They're going to rank them. They're going to yeah. subgrade each of the cards. And as soon as they get to a nine on any of the subgrades, they're going to stop if it's a graded But card. I think I probably could take the seven BGS 10s and I'll find you something on those as well. No, you're going to find something, but you can't find yeah. a major flaw. You no, I don't know if there's a black label 10 that exists. Well, I don't you know. know that there is, but I'm not saying it couldn't be. I'm just saying when you're pre-grading these cards before, if you see something that's obviously some ding, then you're saying that, that's not going to be a, a BGS 10. It can't be. It mathematically can't based on algorithm or the way they do the subgrades. And you also have back centering as a variable too, where... Lesser, but know, it still counts. It still counts, but it doesn't count for nearly as much. But it could be enough to knock out a card. It could knock it down from a 10, Rick. It has less importance as you get down lower on the grading scale. Yeah, but if they're going to give a 10, it should be should be well-centered on the back. No, if they're going to give a 10, it should have unimprovable subgrades for at least two of the subgrades. I've got a bunch of cards. In fact, I have four different cards. They're not Jordan rookies. Four different cards that are 10s, and each one of them has a different 9.5 in a different subgrade. So I've one that is perfect 10 except for centering 9.5. I've one that's perfect 10s, three 10s except for edges, 9.5. And I'm saying, guys, what are you doing? My name is on the slab. And they say, it's not perfect on the edges. I said, well, fine. I'm, I'm fine if you're being honest about it, but are you being this tough on everybody? <laughs> and on the modern cards, Rick, I think they are. I do think there's a problem with the more vintage cards when I think the standard is a little bit relaxed. Yeah. But that's historical. And needs to be fixed. Yeah, see if they want me to do it before the national. The first one in, it's not a cursory quick glance, but all they're looking for is, will this be a 10? So as soon as they get to a nine on any subgrade, on any of the 30s, they set it aside and say, sorry. But if every subgrade is at least a 9.5 and some of them are 10s, I would ask them to give it a second look in the slab and not break it out unless they're pretty sure it's going to be a 10 and then break it out. If I were the boss, I wouldn't have any trouble. You even looking over their shoulder. By the way, do you know what else doesn't exist? But I don't think they'll do that. No, I know. There's no 10, 10 Jordan autos. Yeah. I'm just saying, Rick, when I was in charge, that's because none of them met the standard. There's no quota or rationing. I meant signed. There's no signed. The 10 signature and the 10 card. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no 10 auto, 10. There's no, that card doesn't exist. I don't think they're trying to withhold things. I think they have a standard they're trying to grade toward. And if they're not, then shame on them. And shame on any company that's grading based on who's submitting it. And I'm not looking for you to get extra consideration. I'm looking for you to get the same consideration that anybody that walks up with 30 Jordan rookies. I'd say this is a potential great customer. I'm going to treat them fairly and with respect and and right but I'm not going to give them an extra break, but I'm not going to be tougher on them either. Just so you know, I have a lot of money invested in Beckett in general. I have one of the seven Brady Champ ticket BGS nines. I paid 2.4 million for that card. I have a bunch of eight fives. So I have millions of dollars in those. Whatever. I have a multi-million dollar Beckett portfolio collection. You know, my Brady is probably worth more than most people's collections. Most people don't have a $2.4 million collection. But 
yeah, I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing and uh, anything you could do to help, I'm open to it. It's awkward when you have these different grading companies with different ownership and slightly different philosophies coming up with apparent inconsistencies, internal and external. And changing with the wind too. Well, I, I hope our guys aren't, but I do think there have been changes over time. It's not like a sudden storm that comes in. There's been probably more emphasis or scrutiny on certain of the subgrades. Listen, this is just perception. You can get this in 45 different videos online, but there's perception at the national several years. PSA wasn't giving out any good grades the first two or three days. And then people were going crazy complaining. And then the last two days, all the good grades came out. They lightened up. So these kind of things that you're dealing with human beings. We are dealing with human beings, but I think it's dangerous to impart. Uh, it, it shouldn't be that way, but the perception. Or, but the perception is that is the perception. I've heard that too. Correct. And I don't like hearing that stuff like that. There's variations on different themes for all. I've told people don't submit the first 48 hours of the national. I'm like, you got to just, I don't think they're going to come out and give out the best grades right away. I think they'll do it more leniently at the end of the show. Well, I've told people that. If you ever perceive that about my old company, let me know, because that would really upset me, because that's not the way I would want. It needs to be a service that's above reproach. That's how you agree. If it's a 10, it gets a 10. If it's a black label, it gets a black label. A 10 is a 10, and it needs to be really consistent. And if you miss some, that's why when you were doing those BVG cards, your perceived overgrading, which it looked like you made a pretty strong case that several of those, if not all of them, were overgraded. If you had the subgrades there, you'd be able to point to the fact that, hey, they definitely missed this. And if they yeah. would, then that could be resubmitted. But if it's, if like I said, if it's a mistake. Right, the, the proof in terms of the interest and demand in the product is based on the sales prices. And when, and when, they, yeah. and when a, a PSA 9 sells for 10 times as much as a BGS 9, then you know there's a problem. No, there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity. And the smart person is figuring out not all those nines are bad. <laughs> and I think plenty of people that are trying to pick off the better of those. But they're just like you. You didn't pick out every Jordan rookie PSA 10 that you saw. You picked the better ones. So the really sharp guys, that's what they're doing. They're not just looking for some kind of an arbitrage thing. They're looking for intelligent arbitrage because there's a misperception that graded cards are fungible. PSA 9s are not necessarily equal to a BGS 9. PSA 9 is not necessarily equal to another PSA 9 that has worse eye appeal. But if the hobby could get that together, I think we're agreement on this. If we want to 10x the hobby and have 10 times as many people, and 10 yeah. times as much enthusiasm and money coming in and enduring collectors coming in, we got to clean this up. I agree. There's more consistency, more understanding of what's going on and not confusion or friction. The other thing I think we're going to have, which I think will change the industry, I think the cards that are coming out of the packs and cases should already be graded. They should already be tense. <laughs> when you're dealing with really thick cards, they get damaged. That's a quality control defect. They're intending... The manufacturers that I've talked to and the printing execs, they're ticked off if any of their cards come out less than 9.5. I mean, you've seen the videos with the people on the assembly line, how they're handling the cards. They have minimum wage employees. They're scooping them up. They're gathering them like this. It's well, part of the it, you know. base cards. I think there's special inserters for the RPAs and things like that. Yeah, they were like regular prison cards. Yeah. They weren't. Uh, but our hobby, if we're going to grow 10X, we've got to clean some of that up. So I'm not disagreeing with you. Anyway, your two points were that 
what am I going to do with my PSA 10 Jordans? And I'll try to help you with that. Again, it's not a special favor. It's anybody that has 30 of them. There's publicity value of that. Yeah. Even if you come over 30, a legitimate over 30 where they can point out, hey, here's the problem with each of these 30. You know, then that'd be disappointing. But if that's the honest truth of what it is, then that's what it is. And on the BVG, I'm bringing that up with the new regime. I, I will tell you this story, though, and this is a true story. So I know one of the people who got one of the BGS 10 Jordans, and he submitted it to you guys 25 times, and he finally got it. He felt strong about it, and he submitted it, and he resubmitted it, and he resubmitted it 25 times, and he finally got it. But BGS is really the only place you can play that game, and that is a game. Okay. And I don't know if he was doctoring or smoothing or. No, they were still, it was the same card in the PSA 10 holder. Oh, so he wasn't taking graded card. He wasn't right. cracking it out. Okay. Okay. He, he sent it in for review. He had a PSA 10 card that he felt was perfect. Yeah. And he submitted it. They said no. He submitted it. They said no. And he submitted it. I think it's 27 times he did it. Well, and he kept submitting it. And finally they gave it to him. That's well, one of the seven. I take issue with the Dave. I will say this. There are not 27 graders at BGS that grade that caliber of cards. It's a subset. It's only the top guys. And yeah. So, so, so BSA has one guy doing it. So, Well, BGS used to have mainly one guy that did that. And it may be, and that guy's not there anymore. So, you yeah. know, it might be that it was a different guy. But I would hope there'd be internal consistency and I would hope there'd be a record that if this card was submitted 25 times, it has a serial number that they'd be keeping track and making notes that they'd know that this was the scrutiny from the time before we saw this flaw on the edge, that you have to hold it at a certain angle. The man in the house of cards. The man in the house of cards. The man in the house of cards. Is doing all right.